Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. Welcome to Look It Like a Lollipop. Welcome back. We got so much feedback from last episode and people loving us talking about like actual real shit. I was like, oh, okay, we could do this. Okay, so we're going to talk about real politics right now. Um, This whole like Willow project where they're like approving all of this stuff where they're going to extract oil and do all these things that's going to hurt the environment more. And people are really outraged by this. The reason that they're doing this is because the American dollar is only backed up by oil and we don't have any that we've been claiming from our land. We just go over to other countries and start war or go over to other countries and take from them, which is like why 9-11 happened and why that like they wanted to go to Iraq and some of those countries is because I've now been informed that they're like one of the most oil rich countries in their continent and all these things so moral of the story is they want to get oil on our own land whether people like it or not and they also are upset because they've shipped a lot of our American jobs that they didn't want to pay people to work and like unionize and take care of people before and drove those jobs out of the country. Now we're dependent on other countries for our products, for our day-to-day activities. And like Ford just made a big deal with China to make all of their batteries instead of having that on American soil and that type of job or that type of thing to happen on American land. We don't even have the resources. And if we even did, we wouldn't have the people to extract and do what they need to do and then I also was informed since the last episode that a lot of the minerals and things that we do mine here we send them out of the country for processing and then they send them back to us what kind of shit is that well and a a thing like it's like a catch-22 right because People are upset about oil prices and, you know, upset about things not being done in America and jobs going other places. But then when we are doing the things here, people complain about it because it's affecting our environment, because um, the jobs being done are dangerous because they're done in factory or whatever. And so it really is like you have to find out what the happy medium is because you're a lot of people are okay with all of these things happening as long as it's not here. And I don't think that it's fair for us to ruin other people's environment. Let's just be honest, regardless of where it's happening, it's fucking happening to the environment, whether we're getting the oil here or you're getting the oil from somewhere else, it's happening. It just makes people uncomfortable to see things happening where they can see it directly affecting them. So why are you okay with it directly affecting other people and other people's families for you to get oil to have shipped to you for you to be able to utilize, but you're not okay with it coming back on like your own family. I, I, I don't resonate with that. And to your point, yeah, shipping out jobs and having jobs go other places and everybody's screaming about you know wanting jobs to be here in the u.s but let's be fucking honest people don't want to do those jobs that are labor intensive and time intensive and that don't pay well and 
their spouses aren't home and whatever. You would rather ship it to China where they don't have labor laws and they can have small children inside of the factory. And it doesn't matter because you just really want to have that Ford Raptor, you know? Well, unfortunately, we're in a broken system in the sense that we've created a very material world that doesn't serve the greater good. It actually just tears up the greater good. And a lot of what's good is sold off and bought and traded and and pushed on to other people, like you said. And a lot of what's happening right now is a long-term ripple effect of capitalism. Well, and it doesn't even just go into this, like, even when it comes to things that are supposed to be like making your body healthy and be making you um, not material, but for your physical body, you've got the people who uh, make chemicals going on your food, uh, paying politicians to support them and endorsing politicians. And then you've got the pharmaceutical companies that are making medicine for you and your kids uh, paying the politicians to be in office to make stricter guidelines on things and to push things like vaccines. And speaking of vaccines, if you thought that it was a conspiracy theory, that that COVID shot that they were pushing on you and everybody was like, uh, th- like they're paying politicians to push this. They absolutely were and are and continue to do that. And so even if you don't agree with that, respecting that other people do research and see things from this viewpoint. I think that needs to be important too, because what this country doesn't want you doing is thinking for yourself. And um, the way that everybody turned against each other to ostracize and uh, shout people out for not getting vaccinated and telling kids that they couldn't play with other kids because their parents weren't getting them vaccinated And, um, some people continue to do that and like make jokes about it and whatever. I've always said, it doesn't matter what topic it's about. When you start supporting your government, forcing things onto people, you like it for what you like it for. You liked everybody being forced to take a vaccine or whatever, but you don't like when everybody is forced to not show their real um, gender identities and how they want to um, present themselves and not be able to use our voices how we want to use our voices and so you sticking we need to stick up for everybody's yeah there's so many sensitive topics right now that we're reverting <laughs> back to like this or that when it needs to be all options available because yeah. it is supposed to be a free country. But, you know, I've been seeing a lot about just like how miserable Americans are because they are drowning in debt. And I'll just say I like grew up in debt and people things getting repossessed or taken away or or renting things instead of actually buying them because they couldn't afford to buy them or, you know, filing bankruptcy. Like that's something my parents did when I was a kid that like as a term that like a lot of people may not know what that means, but it means that you have so much debt that they know that there's no possible fucking way you're ever going to pay it. So they basically take a settlement, meaning that you're going to pay a certain amount of a percentage, but it ruins, absolutely abolishes your credit. It makes it like where you can never buy another thing on credit again, but they'll forgive this 
$300,000 debt, as long as you're going to give them this 80,000. And what happens is you pretty much probably never give them the 80,000 either. Cause like you, you've dug yourself in the hole and now you see it as a system that's against you. And that's not what credit's for. I think a lot of people treat their credit poorly because they don't know how to use it. And then when you do get it, you abuse it. <laughs> and it's like a vicious cycle. But, you know, when it comes down to it, just because I have a credit card that has a limit with XYZ doesn't mean that I go to Gucci or Louis Vuitton and go drop $7,000. And then when the bill comes around in 30 days, I'm like, huh, what am I going to do? Because now there's a 30% interest rate on this and it's going to add up about $782 a month. Well, that in six months, you're over... $15,000 and it's just going to keep snowballing because every month that 782 went into 982 when it went into 1200 because the amount goes up and they charge you interest on the new amount it's not just the original amount you spent it's the interest drawing interest on itself at 28 29% look at any credit card even with a great credit score when I get a credit card it still has like a 20% interest rate which is high and you know the reason the housing market was booming before COVID is because they dropped the interest rates to like astronomical low of like two three and four percent where some people were locked in at eight and nine percent you know what I mean? On a big loan, that is a lot of money. So the market got saturated because everyone was jumping to buy things that they couldn't afford because the interest was low. So then when the market is now inflated, you purchased a house that you couldn't, it was beyond your means, baby. It was beyond your means. Yes, you could afford the payment, but the taxes, the upkeep, the furnace going out, the water heater later, whatever, you didn't plan for that. And that's where I'm saying you bit off more than you can chew. And then you got into debt and then the, it becomes a crippling cycle because you use a credit card to pay Peter to borrow from Paul and you're accumulating interest on everything. And that's what they want. That's why everyone is so miserable is because we're doing that just to survive. Like I feel for people, but it's like, don't buy the bigger house just so your kids can have their own bedroom. I know you want to do that, but live within your means and do what you can to get where you need to be. There were people, um, you know, we've, we've talked to you and I behind the scenes, but there were people who listened to our episode last week and we got amazing feedback, but we also got people who were like, it's impossible for, you know, to be debt free right now. It's so difficult to be debt free, you know, whatever. And it's an uncomfortable topic to talk about finance, but there is such generational financial irresponsibility. And so many, like I personally am in the process of learning about building my credit and how to fix my credit because I was never, that's not something that I was educated and that I was taught. And I, I think too, that, you know, you, you kind of touched on like how it was when you were growing up. And like, I think that there's such a misconception about you and I, and I think that people who seem to be quote unquote, like successful in things or have businesses or whatever that like, Somehow we haven't gone through crazy struggles. And three years ago, my family was literally able to eat because we did food banks and we went to my parents' house and had dinner. We were struggling so fucking hard. We couldn't like, 
we had really good jobs. We still couldn't afford anything. Our credit was still it went down because I had to get a credit card and survive on a credit card because that's the only way that we could live. And I didn't understand paying that card off and using that card and using it to build my credit. And nobody had uncomfortable conversations with me. And so just because we have like an uncomfortable topic or something like I think that don't just make presumptions about Paige or I, because just because we don't choose to use our podcast to air out our traumas of our life, doesn't mean that we haven't gone through our own like crazy shit. And that like my family hasn't had to do crazy stuff in order to like provide for our kids. And you know, that Paige hasn't had to go through her own things. And also just because um, I, I just want to put this out here too, that just because somebody doesn't have like a marriage or kids doesn't mean that they don't have their own financial responsibilities and things that they um, put their money towards and utilize finance. And I, I see it with other friends too, where people just have this viewpoint on single people that you guys just have all of this money because it doesn't go to other sources and whatever, you get the same opportunities and the same financial. Um, and to add, while you're on that fucking topic, I pay more taxes than you people that have children with your tax credits and your write-offs. And I pay for these public schools. I pay for these public schools, baby. And I don't got no one utilizing that public education. So fuck off. Because at the end of the day, the government makes it very hard for single people to get ahead because when you do file a dependent or codependent people on your taxes, you get breaks and you get cuts and you get whatever. So yeah, your money might be going different ways, but at least you're not just giving it all to the government like I am instead. At least you're, you've got little Johnny or Sally Sue making you smile or shitting on the floor every once in a while or whatever. I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> at the end of the day we all are getting screwed by the system and it's not me or you it's not this or that it's not the person who has kids or doesn't have kids it's the fact that we're in a broken system that wants you sick miserable and not enough energetic time to think about it just keep doing it just keep doing it keep paying the doctor bills keep taking the pills keep going to work that's the three things they want you to think about the rest of it they want to think for you and they want you to be so burned out that you don't have time to go protest or rally or whatever like these other countries that are protesting right now it's beautiful but the thing is is a lot of them like they are able to survive in the economy that they're in. Like the government, the things they're protesting are a lot different than the things we're protesting, which is like all this violence and shit. You know what I mean? Like a lot of other things, especially towards children. And and the government could do something about it with the schools. You know, the thing is about guns is like, you don't fix the problem by taking the guns away because people are still going to have the guns. A lot of times in these situations, that's a civilian with army experience or training with a gun that ends up saving the whole scene before the cops get there so other people don't die. So the last thing we need is civilians to not have protection when there's so many guns buried under the soil in America that you'll never get all of them. Like It's like national treasure around here. You know what I mean? Like I saw a bumper sticker earlier. It said, come take it. I mean, it's just like that mentality is what 
has gotten us to this point of separation because so many people well, like when 9-11 happened they didn't say oh nobody's going to be able to fly anymore what they did is they tightened the restrictions on things and they made it so that they put different safety measures in place i'm sorry but public schools i think the biggest safety measure that my public school for my child has is that they there's locked door like you the front thing is locked and then when you go through that um they have to identify you in order to let you come into the doors that come into the school and um sometimes there's a um sro which is like an officer for the school on campus but that's the way that the schools are protected a lot of schools have like high schools, a lot of high schools have open campus. And so when you have times when all of the students are outside, it's real easy for somebody to just walk on or for students to be able to walk and then be able to come back on to campus. And a lot of a lot of schools don't have like actual like security for their school and other things. In my personal opinion, um, your teacher should not be responsible to carry a gun to school to protect kids because that's not their job. But we have so many uh, veterans who aren't able to go into combat, but are able to function and be fine. And they don't have jobs and we don't have, you know, enough funding to be able to take care of them. What if you gave them a position where they were able to go to schools and, and protect schools? Yeah. But then that would add another position that they would have to give up some of their bonus or salary <laughs> or lobby money to pay them. And that would fix a problem. And that's like the opposite of what our government likes to do. The, uh, I the know. government likes to open up cans of worms and create the problem so they can rush in with a solution that's already decided upon because now it's their decision. And, and their solution is to, you know, people's solution is, well, if you just take away some more rights and you don't let people have this thing, then that the solution and you re again regardless of the topic if your stance and your lobbying is to have rights forcefully taken away that works great when it's something you want and then it fucking sucks when it's something you don't want yeah well we're on a slippery slope of taking people's rights away just to prove points i think our government likes to do little nicky knack things to make sure no one's opening up their third eye or has time to to you know be happy <laughs> i think it's just like well here's another hidden hidden gem in the oh oh uh i don't know fucking box <laughs> you know like whatever the box under the bed like they just keep pulling out these little fucking things and it's like we're so desensitized at this point that we just expect it and that's what they wanted that's what's sad you know we could break down the whole like pharmaceutical industry and all the things if people started making their their remedies at home and people started growing and understanding how to grow their own herbs and things without having to have whatever like they sell elderberry fluid and stuff for your kids inside of the store that you can go and buy they also have sprayed pesticides on all of those things while you're so while you're sitting here talking about like being organic about things. If you just make that at home, it's cheaper for you to make and it doesn't have extra additives and things. And that takes down the um, like 
them getting paid to use these pesticides and things. If you start changing your diet and growing things for your family, of course, you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to do everything for yourself. But if everybody was like no longer buying salad and, you know, squashes or whatever, because everybody grows them at home. Well, there's two more products off the off the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I also was watching a video last night about uh, Lucky Charms and, like, the poison that's in there, but then they put it on the food pyramid as being, like, a top food group is Lucky Charms, which, you know, like, what the fuck? So they were just breaking down, like, Lucky Charms and, like, what's all in it and how bad it all is, and then people were, like, getting sick, and, you know, there's just all these things that are in the food that are banned in other countries, and it just makes you things... Things that tongue tie me that make me start just saying shit that don't make sense. Cause I'm just like, it doesn't make sense. It blows my mind. So, you know, the thing for the government is control and they have a lot of people pulling the strings that are not a part of the government. And that's the problem. That's the problem is we have career politicians. All politicians should be in a revolving statue of eight years or less. There should be no 20, 30, 40, 80 year judges. There should be at maximum eight to 10 years maximum in any position in the government. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're in the army. I don't care. Everybody needs to be rotated. Nobody needs to be hands in the cookie jar too fucking long with too much power or too much anything period and it needs to be all government elect officials even in the army and stuff the way they promote people is crooked in the army and in the the stuff there's a lot of people that speak out on being like raped and just fucking all kinds of shit in the army like women and just like people that were in the army just horror stories and so my feelings about the government is that we're corrupt from the inside out and everyone knows that we're crumbling and everyone's watching us. And I think that they're making an example out of Donald Trump because they don't want any other celebrity or person with money and a following to oppose them in this point. Because there are creators on TikTok and people like that could that could probably rally and raise the money if they had the energy, like say all their bills were taken care of and they could just focus on a campaign, it could work. But they've built the system, they've rigged the system where you are too exhausted to go do anything. You are at work till seven o'clock. Everything's closed. You know what I mean? Like you're not rallying shit. And the thing about it is they own you with all this debt that you live in fear that your next wrong move could put you out on the streets. Yeah, I was reading something that said that a majority of Americans are a $400 um, catastrophe away from being bank bankrupt. And that's really like, that's really true. I, there are a majority of people do not have 400 extra dollars where if something was going to happen right this second, they would be like, no problem. I've got this. We'll take care of it. Like a $400 medical emergency away from having to go bankrupt. Well, I mean, and also just $400 away from having to choose between diapers for their child or a necessity like, you know, electricity yeah. or whatever. You know, that's what's unfortunate is like I've seen a lot of older parents that their kids are getting out of college and 
they can find jobs, but they're $50,000 and they can't find an apartment and pay for their car payment with that $50,000. Like after taxes and health insurance and all the things that they're paying for, they realize that like the system is, is against their children. Like their child has just spent four years in college. Obviously they don't have a bunch of money saved up. They've lived at home for two or three years. They've been saving, you know, now they're 25, right? And they still can't afford something, even though they've done what the system says is correct. And that's exactly how I've felt. Like I went to college and got all this debt when I think that I could have went further just diving into my spiritual work or my passions if I would have been pushed in that direction or had the mental capacity to think about it besides having college shoved down my throat for four years and then you have four years of college it's just like high school is to tell you how much you need to know this for college and you don't and you don't use it and you never use it I think that you know I hope that there is less of a push for people sending their kids to colleges versus um trade schools are an incredible thing trade schools where somebody can go and you can learn the basic fundamentals to something and people can apply that anywhere people who um want to be like in the movie industry and doing things behind the scenes and special effects things you went to a trade school for carpentry and you learned how to build sets and and do those kinds of things that's a job that you could take and you could make more money than you spent going to trade school and you could really learn something there are so many apprentice programs that you can do to become an electrician or do these other things and that can be a gateway into um doing a passion and and, and figuring something out and there was this there's this whole press especially with like you know elite families and things like that of like forcing education and that's wonderful for people that are able to afford it and can just piss away fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars but when you <laughs> um, are telling people that they need to go for you know this degree and whatever people go for these like degrees that have all these cool titles and things and then I think that the statistic is like 65% of people don't actually get jobs that are in the career field that they went to college for because those jobs aren't available and then a percentage of those people if they get a job in that career field they don't actually make enough money to be able to pay their student debt so then they're working two jobs and if I'm going to pay a hundred thousand dollars to have knowledge on something I sure the fuck at least want to make enough money to be able to live and then pay off that education you know Honestly, like it's (laughs) such a struggle and like a love hate relationship with a lot of that cycle because it does put you in rooms and opportunities that were open for me with having a degree versus not having a degree growing up in the places that I did, you know, having a degree set me apart from other kids like me in a way that's like, it wasn't expected of me to go to college because how was I going to really afford it and then I made it work you know what I mean and like I think for me it was more of a test of patience and perseverance because like when I was in college I felt like my world was crumbling all the time I never got to go to a student game I never got to get student tickets I never got to really hang out or do any like extracurricular things because I was drowning in work and schoolwork and homework and tests and just trying to stay afloat and like it was hard 
So I just think that it's not for everyone. And even though it put me in a great position, it was still extremely hard. And I think that I could, in a theory, probably done the same thing I'm doing with an associates that I did with a bachelor's, you know, like, I think some school to a certain extent is cool. And like you do learn and you get social experimented wisdom or whatever with college that you don't get from high school. But I do think that you have to open up those doors for yourself and you have to be a go-getter no matter what environment you're in or what field that you're in. Like, it doesn't really matter what your degree's in if you are ready to step into your highest and best. Because like, like you said earlier, you could be building a set and be networking and meet someone and pitch an idea to them, right? Like you have to be in the room to be able to have the, the communication. I always love that you and I have, like we always have different experiences. We don't have the same experiences on things. And it's the same when it comes to school. Like you went the route of like going to college and, and doing all of these things and having the job that you have. And I... I don't think we've ever talked about it, but I went to college, um, for, um, business and psychology and I did my whole, uh, I, I did all of my credits and all of my things. And, um, on my birthday, I was supposed to be graduating at the end of May. My birthday is the 25th. So I was supposed to graduate like the 30th. I went on May 25th on my birthday to campus to go and get everything finalized my school was shut down and the school got shut down for not being an accredited college and none of us got our degrees and I have been fighting um it's healed college it was they had a a bunch of schools wrapped into it so there was healed there was wyotech um and a couple different ones and we all got shut down um, anybody who had had their degree from them, it was considered null and void. I didn't, I did all of my classes to have my bachelor's degree in business and psychology. And I didn't get my degree because the school was shut down. And, um, I've been, um, the department of education has put a forgiveness on all of our loans. So we still show student loans on all of our credit but the Department of Education puts on there that it's paid on time. And so it's basically in this forbearance period where they're going, well, we're not going to forgive all of these loans because you guys really did go to school, but also you can't use your degrees or anything and we don't really know what to do. So it sits there on our credit. And every like um, every year it um, we have to go and fill out a questionnaire that says, you know, I haven't heard anything from the college or whatever, and it is what it is. So for me, although I went to school and I got all this education, I couldn't actually use my degree for things. And so I've had to utilize that education in different ways because I can't show somebody this is my diploma. And so for me, I did internships on things. I um, went and I applied for jobs that I had the skill set for, even though I didn't have the degree that they asked for. And I talked about it in person and whatever. And that for me is like, that's one of those examples of like, 
you're in control of what happens when you get setbacks, right? Like I could easily go, oh, well, I don't have a degree for that. So I've just been fucked my whole life. But my mind, I'm like, I have all the same fucking education as somebody else. And I, you know, I'll be better for that position than they would. Well, I mean, also like (laughs) education system is just rigged in a sense. So it's really cool that you got the education without like, necessarily having to pay for it I guess I mean that's fucked up because there was I was reason I was asking because there was also a college here I want to say it was called Spalding College or something like that um that happened I think that's what it's called I'm googling it yeah Spalding University I think is it closed permanently oh I don't know no, it ain't this place. It was maybe Sullivan. I don't know. It was one of these colleges. And there was people here going to them. And then they did something like that. And it became a debacle. But, you know, I think that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. I know that me going to college gave me a lot of um confidence in myself and just what I'm capable of because it was hard as fuck and I was actually telling my friend she's going through hair school right now and she's really struggling and not with the school but just with life balance and work and money and 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 I was just telling her like you know school is a temporary struggle it's a temporary thing that you're focused on that you're worried about and one day you look back and you're like wow I could have took that in more I could (laughs) have I could have just been okay because I knew it would work out right and you have to kind of match that energy and that's what I try to put out into the universe is like it's going to work out even when it doesn't make sense and I think you know things we were saying earlier like with the government just things are out of our control yes it would be great if everyone started up a garden but a garden's its own full-time job as well so it's not optional for everyone I would love to have a garden like if anyone wants to start one let me know but I think that at the end of the day, we have to just take it as it comes. And we obviously signed up for a hell of a ride and a lot of things were meant to unfold in our lifetime. So I'm grateful to share it here with you on the podcast and just grateful for, you know, the friendships and the connections and the people that are coming into my life that are in alignment. So announcements, we have our full moon circle on May 2nd, and it is the week of the full moon. The full moon's actually on Friday that week, like Thursday, Friday-ish. So we're going to get it popping, and yeah. I'm excited about that. I had to miss the last one because I had the flu, and I was just dying. Um, <laughs> So I am really excited for... Um, being able to participate in the next full moon and I'm really excited that we are doing that together also you didn't announce that you are finally doing your tarot class which we've talked about on this podcast so you better tell everybody that for yeah so I haven't like explained it really yet but we're going to do an intensive tarot oracle spiritual kind of class and my goal with this class is that when you leave this 12-week program after meeting 12 times with me live if you can make it or watching the replay and you're going to absorb not only the confidence, but the clarity that it's going to take for you to not only give readings to yourself, but others. So this is definitely a class for people who are aspiring, you know, 
on the spiritual journey. They want to learn more about it for themselves. They want to potentially read for other people, or maybe you're already reading for people and you want more clarity. Uh, my goal with this 12 week intensive course is that by the end of it, you feel so confident that you are no longer looking at books or Googling bullshit or looking up all of the little details that you think you need to know before creating a circle or pulling cards or opening anything or, you know, doing a spell or setting intentions. I think so many people wait to look around and like see what someone else wants them to say or do or what Google says or what, you know, Biddy Tarot says online, you know, like I know we've all looked at it, but at the end of the day, like people are doing too much and they're overthinking it. So this class is going to really give you confidence and clarity to trust your intuition and get you familiar with your spirit guides, get you familiar with that energy. So the reason I picked 12 is because 12 is like the full cycle of the year. It's like a big commitment. It's not just like a couple weeks, like everybody can show up to one or two things, but let me see you show up to 12. And I know like Mondays are normally a drag. So I wanted something like people could look forward to on Monday, something that's like, you know, kind of boost the morale for the week, get your intentions in the air. There's going to be homework. It's obviously optional how much you want to dive in. In, but I'm going to be creating like a little workbook that you can print off that you can use throughout the week to kind of track different things. So it's going to be exciting. I'm, ex I'm going to take your class just to take your class. And I've been telling you, like, I would love if you did a tarot class and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I've taken tarot classes before and, um, didn't like their, there are a lot of people who teach tarot that tell you that like, this is the meaning of this card and this is what this card means. And I'm sorry, but it always switches up depending on what the energy is when you're reading and what you're doing and what type of reading it is. And um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm excited to support you and see what you got going. And, and I, I'm glad you're doing it. I told you you had to do it. And I'm not, and I'm also wanting to note that no matter what tier you're on my Patreon, I am discounting it by $66. So you could basically join the Patreon for like $7 and save $66 on the whole class. But it's definitely going to be a vibe. The deposit is due to sign up and then you can do a payment plan or however you want to pay just as long as it's paid before we start on June 5th. But between now in May 2nd, the full moon circle, and then June 5th, I feel like, you know, we're going to be in full swing of like summer energy and things are going to be like in that action. And really it's the action that you put in in the summer and those prosperous, more momentum areas of the cycle of life, you know what I mean? Like where everything's gaining that sun charging momentum of life. I feel like it's a good energy to set goals and to put something in motion and like I said 12 weeks is a commitment there's going to be a replay if you can't make it live and also um you heard it here first but I decided tonight that if you join my tarot class and after 12 weeks you feel like I really want to take this again I'm going to let people sign back up for 22 dollars so like you can take it for 12 weeks again for 22 and you won't get as much hands-on because you're you're ex more experienced, but I think it'll be good for other people 
not only in a networking state, but in a practice state, because in the, in the class, um, I want to try to create like, maybe like some type of group where you all meet up on your own and organize little, like, you know, your own little practice things. So I think that if I let people take it over again, after you've already, like you're a VIP gold member, you signed up, you pay your, your whatever, being able to have access to that class a second round, I feel like brings in new energies and things that you didn't catch the first time. And I think $22, it's like that incentive of like, wow, like I'm really basically getting 24 weeks, which is almost like a whole half a year, you know, it is six months yeah. like of, of direct support. And by then, I know, I know in my heart that you will be on your whole divine life path. So it's going to be cool. I haven't like advertised that yet. I'm going to kind of just see how things go, but that's definitely going to be the thing. So you're all hearing it exclusively. If you join the first round, you get the second round, which it's going to be the same class, but it could, I mean, obviously it's going to change because I'm channeling and the itinerary will be similar, but it's never the same class. And that's kind of, I think, gonna open new doors for people to really ground in this energy because even after 12 weeks people could still be like yeah I didn't get that like that went over my head you know what I mean or whatever yeah. never know but after 24 weeks I am absolutely 1000% certain that there's absolutely no reason that you can't fluidly speak the language of tarot and spirit so loving it yeah can't wait till you do the class. Can't wait to see your 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 learning style, your teaching style, and just support you in that adventure. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. All right, you all, we are just so grateful for the community spaces that we're creating. Um, I think Gemini is also running another round of her class, right? I am. We just started um, another round of class tonight, but if you go on my website, uh, you can sign up to take our next round, which will start in June. And then I also um, discounted my mediumship readings and my tarot readings for the whole month of April. So mediumship readings are $25 off. Tarot readings are $15 off. Um, I'm starting to do personalized uh, witchcraft boxes. And so, uh, you know how like people get subscription boxes or whatever, and you get items that are in them. This isn't a subscription. It's a one-time thing, but you can either tell me you want me to just randomly choose, or you can pick a theme. Um, I had somebody do a, a beginner theme. Someone else did a goddess Lilith theme. Um, somebody else asked for a, um, a inner child working themed box. And so uh, you can reach out to me privately. It's not something on my website yet because I'm I'm varying pricing right now, depending on what the person wants. And so I don't know how I'm going to do that on my page yet. But you can reach out to me and talk and I'm giving you all the all the things. Yes. Yes. And actually, I love. I love subscription boxes. I, I I want to create some type of like Zodiac box where it's like for your birthday month or whatever. Like it's like a birthday box or I guess. Oh. Thing. So I love subscription boxes, can never have enough of them. But I think that extending that energy, it's fun. It's fun to create. 
boxes or I like shipping things to people that I've made for them or whatever. Yeah, I'm excited to, yeah, I'm just excited about all the things. New things keep happening. New ideas pop up, new, you know, new people finding us and telling us things that they're interested or things that they would want or whatever. And the more that like our community is growing, the more that we're growing too, is like, we understand what the collective is needing and what they're wanting and people are asking for things and Yes. Yeah. So just because we don't do the things that you suggest right away doesn't mean we don't like your ideas. We just, you know, logical business bitches and got to figure out how to do it. Yes. I love it. I am just so ready for this next chapter. And I feel like the month of April is literally flying by. So before we know it, it's the birthday for the podcast. And I ordered 200 podcast stickers. So if you order anything, I'll be sending stickers. I want to I want to start sticking stickers places. Um like I always see like sticker walls and stuff. I want to just have stickers all the time on me. Fuck yeah. But Fuck yeah. Love you all. We will see you all next time in Candyland because I am sleepy. I'm hungry as fuck. So bye everybody. Bye.